Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Writing feature articles. I was first invited to a student press conference ages ago, where I was asked to write about feature writing. I said that writing features can be done painlessly, with tongue-in-cheek. Of course, there is no such thing. Any kind of writing, be it a poem, a story, a novel, a play or, yes, a feature article, involves some struggle. The poet T.S. Eliot called writing this intolerable wrestling with words. The Random House Dictionary defines a feature as a newspaper or magazine article or report of a person, event, an aspect of a major event, or the like, often having a personal slant and written in an individual style. When I was in college, Letty J. Magsanak was fired from her post as the editor-in-chief of Philippine Panorama, the Sunday magazine of the Bulletin Today. Panorama was a wonder, like a buffet lunch every Sunday, Chilo Banal, Domini Torrevilla Suarez and Lorna Kala Tarol were there, all these brave women. One day, after Ferdinand Marcos Sr. had named himself both president and prime minister at the same time, Letty picked up pen and paper and wrote an article about the presidential speech at Rizal Park. Soon, Mr. Menzi, the former personal pilot of Mr. Marcos, asked Letty to resign. She did. I compiled her articles, traced the events leading to her resignation, and then wrote about it. The Guidon published it, and Letty thanked me through her daughter, Kara, who was also studying at Ateneo. After college, I applied for a job at the Bureau of National and Foreign Information, which wanted to revive Archipelago, an art and culture magazine. They asked me to interview the now-departed historian, Professor Teodoro Agoncillo. His wife, Anna Clayta, said I could do so, but only for an hour, since the professor was busy writing his next book. I read everything I could find about him, his previous interviews, his CV, two of his books, before I went to his house. Professor Agoncillo was wearing a white t-shirt and knee-length Purintong shorts. He was in his element, slashing at his critics with a tongue as sharp as a scythe. But he said that most of his comments were off the record, so I just put down my pen and paper and sipped the coffee he had offered to me. But Professor Agoncillo was also a man of tenderness, especially when he spoke about his children, one of whom, he said, was sick. He just kept on talking for almost three hours. Of course I was glad. I had a lot of material for my article. He even brought me to the second floor of his house, to his library full of books and magazines dating back to the 1920s. He also showed me the first drafts of his books, which he had bound, and the awards he had received. Only then did I discover that the historian, Professor Agoncillo, also wanted a place in history. Nothing wrong with that. We all write because we hope that our books will outlive us. I guess one secret to interviewing for a feature is to do your homework. Have you read the author's books? Do you have a copy of his CV? Who among his friends could throw in an anecdote or an episode that could illuminate your subject's inner life? All of us have inner lives that go on and on, sometimes in contrast to the mask we wear in public. Good journalists should ask the tough questions, the right questions, probing but not prying. If you are sensitive enough or lucky enough, because you need a lot of luck in this business, the subject will say or do something that will open a door to that inner life. Other subjects for my interview weren't as serious as Professor Agoncillo. When I was working as a reporter for a newspaper in 1986, so-called penetration movies began, well, entering the silver screen. During a meeting, 
my editor-in-chief said that we should write about them. Somebody should watch these peen movies and interview one director, he said. His sharp eyes scanned the faces of the staff. The staff looked as dead as PhDs. Finally, Yen looked at me and assigned the job to the youngest person in the totem pole. I borrowed two or three peen tapes from our friendly neighborhood video store and watched them with my brother and sisters, who promptly fell asleep. The tapes were dubbed in garbled English, they were being exported to Hong Kong and the US West Coast. The sex acts began to look like acrobatic exercises. After watching the tapes, I set an appointment with one of the directors, who wanted to be interviewed in a smoky beer house that he owned. I said my lungs were bad, and could I just talk to him at home? He said no, so I asked a fellow staff writer if he knew another bold movie director. Thus, I was able to talk to Mr. Ruben Abalos, who had directed such masterpieces as Saging Knee Pacing, Pacing's Banana, and Ding Ding Lang Ang Pagetan, only a wall between us. He said he had just been appointed OAC vice mayor of a town in Pangasinan, so I asked him what he would do for the town. Show my movies in the theaters, what else, he said, to educate the young people. But I will never leave journalism, even if some wags call it literature in a hurry. If done well, it's still literature. The glory of the byline, whether in print or on screen, or on the air, is one of the few real pleasures in life. As the Random House definition states, you can put your own indelible stamp onto your feature, you can impress your thumb mark on it. That's why good journalists should be alert, their noses always sniffing for news. How to do all these? Use the tools of fiction in your features, crisp dialogue, the telling detail, description with the clarity of water. Read Truman Capote's music for chameleons and learn the art of new journalism, not really new, but still helpful. Observe people with the sharpness of a spy, with the delight of a lover. Open the pores of your skin. Listen to gossip, but don't believe it. Believe the essayist Michel de Montaigne when he said, nothing human is alien to me. Write with daring and with dash. Live. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.